Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. February 21st, 2023, this is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast, NXT 2.0. I'm Glenn, here with Issa, here with Alfred. Tonight, going to talk about it all. The highs, the lows, the middles, and everything else in between. Before we dive in to NXT, Alfred, what is going on in the news? Oh, we've got plenty going on in the news, Mr. Glenergy. First off, with... AEW Power Slap. Check that. I mean, AEW Rampage, which did Power Slap numbers this past weekend on Friday, of course, when I released my totally biased Fast National numbers. I did warn you that the numbers are higher on All-Star Weekend. Boy, were they much higher because it was in the 400,000 range of Fast National this weekend. The finals came out, weeded out those West Coast numbers. AEW Rampage scored its worst viewership of all time. 287,000 viewers, 87,018 of 49, which is an awful number. Of course, the AEW biased constituents, nothing wrong with it. Everybody's biased. The biased constituents came out to try to defend it by saying it was because of All-Star Weekend. But on All-Star Weekend in the past, it's always done over 400,000 viewers each year. So there is simply no excuse for this other than the fact that this product sucks right now. AEW Rampage in 2022 had three episodes that went um, on all on a Friday and it was preempted 410,000, 482,000, and 471,000. This episode did 287,000 viewers. So Rampage is down bad right now on a week where AEW Dynamite did its lowest viewership of the year. How are we going to save this product, Issa? Uh, I don't know. I mean, there's a big announcement tomorrow on Dynamite. Mm. There's a big announcement tomorrow on Dynamite. You uh, started started out hot with Rampage. You put most watch matches, most watch people on there. It was live. Now you train your audience that it is not much watch TV. Mm-hmm. And I feel like more people are checking out and checking out every week because there's nothing really in 
you put and I get it. You gotta do it for the fun, right? The the all star. You gotta plug it. But even when you put people that you feel might be or must watch, like the elite, you put them in some kind of gimmick match that it might. Some people have fun with it. Some people didn't. But if you're just tuning in and that's the first match on the card, it's your first time watching. You're gonna tune right out and not come back. So I think that you need to start maybe making it live and maybe really putting matches with stipulations that change the storyline. And if you can't do it live, still do that. Still make it change storylines because even with spoilers, people tune in when there is something that is like everybody's like the bus is going around that you have to watch it. So just book it as must watch, but it's just being booked as another dark or elevation right now. I'm sorry, but it is. As a matter of fact, more people are about to watch Dark or Elevation. Their YouTube numbers are about to get better than Rampage yeah. numbers. You know what the difference is that Tony Khan doesn't get? Is that Raw and SmackDown are not wrestling shows. They're TV shows about wrestling shows. Right. Ooh. He mm -hmm. needs to treat this like it's the Muppet Show or the Larry Sanders Show yeah. and add a layer to it where there's some behind the scenes shenanigans going on there's this remember person that, doesn't like this person you know remember that youtube video by that controversial person that got canceled yes. but it was like wrestling yes. isn't wrestling it's one of yeah. my favorite things to show non-wrestling fans who mm -hmm. explain wrestling because that's what he says it's it's not it's not about it's a show about wrestling it's not a wrestling show and that is exactly the psychology of it and now that you put it that way, that's a great way to put it, Glenn, because a lot of times I feel like we're just throwing darts to put mm -hmm. two opponents together instead of building a story. And when Being the Elite was at its greatest is when it was doing that, when it was yeah. doing more behind-the-scenes thing, it was more about the performers, and it was more uh, inside, pre presenting the inside. It, it made it feel very sharp. And I think that uh, TK is, uh, you know, does not have a grasp on the entertainment concept. And WWE, I mean... You know, AEW famously saying, oh, we don't need writers. WWE's churned through a lot of writers, but over the years, they've gotten some that get it, and it's influenced the show in a good way. Got to ask, though, Alfred, uh, with uh, Sami Zayn headlining, what did SmackDown do later that night in terms of ratings? I believe SmackDown was the... And I, I love that you're trying to push this narrative still. You go, Glenn! You get that narrative over! SmackDown did about 2.383 million, I believe it was. Mm. I think it was on par with what happened last week. I just particularly love that... The last stand for all these AEW saboteurs who wanted Sami Zayn a main event, man. Your last stand was yesterday in Canada with Sami on the show. Cody Rhodes walks in there. This is your chance for Canada to boo Cody Rhodes out of the building. And they cheered for him. It's over. They're it's polite. Done. They're polite people. Fight. You guys put up a Yeah, did you, guys see, uh, did you guys see the sign that was going viral on social media that said, if Roman wins, we will politely exit in a calm fashion? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's Canada right there. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it, it's Canada. It's also WWE. And I love your point, Glenn, about AEW Rampage having to maybe tell more stories. That's all WWE is doing right now. They said it multiple times on Raws that we're going to finish the story. We're telling stories. And just because something's a B show shouldn't be an excuse. NXT was a C show for a while, and it was the hottest product they had. I don't think that's a good excuse that you have a B show, especially with the roster that AEW Rampage has. It's not that it's a B show. It's that it's a show that nobody wants to watch. They're not putting the effort into the show itself. I don't even think they need these important bang-out matches. Will Ospreay's not adding a damn dime to no. any of these shows. Nobody cares. What they need to do is they need to create the characters that make you care about them, whether they're stars or not, and they're just not doing that. And what's the most effective piece of storytelling AEW has done in the last two years is MJF, because MJF he understands. Well, and CM Punk, CM Punk maybe... 
again, for reasons outside the company, both good and bad, but MJF understands it. He understands that when MJF is out there cutting a promo, you're peeking behind the curtain. He's what is, what is real? What is TV? He gets it and nobody else does. And, um, going to be very interesting to see what happens with AEW going forward next year. It's going to be interesting to see what happens, um, with WWE, you know, here, uh, Alfred, based on your prediction, we're going to have a guy that couldn't even hold the main title in the distant second place wrestling company being the face of WWE. You don't really think, I think that's adorable that you say, you don't really think that the guy that couldn't really, I think it's adorable that you both see either one of these guys is beating Roman. You know, well, both of them, is... no, no, no. Here's the thing: both of them will beat Roman. You know, Cody's beating Roman. Then Sammy's beating Roman. Then Jay's beating Roman. He's probably going to go down to NXT. Braun Breaker's going to beat Roman. Everybody's going to get off on Roman. Don't you worry about sure. that. Sure, the thing about Cody sure. was not capturing that title. The reason is not because he couldn't do it. It's because he was telling a story, and that's you know, why he left AEW to main event WrestleMania. That was the best story that they had: is that Cody couldn't chase that title. That was the biggest story. And Cody Rhodes is one of the greatest storytellers of all time. So you know what? Story. This is the 2016 presidential election all over again, and you're screwing over the people's <laughs> candidate, the one that everybody gets behind, the one everybody. that everybody loves, because of somebody with a last name and blonde hair, who they're like, this is the one, and they're going to come in because this this guy's going to lose, we know he's going to lose, and you know what's going to happen? I think Roman's going to put an upset win, because Sammy wasn't the guy, and we didn't get behind him. I do not think that's going to happen. And it's not everybody. See, that's why this is such a fake media controversy. And the reason that I, since day one, have been saying that it is a fake media controversy, I was constantly pulling my brilliant audience on Pro Wrestling Bits. I was going to other people and seeing what their audiences were saying. Across the board, any poll you see about, is it going to be Sammy? Is it going to be Cody? Should it be Sammy or Cody? Should it be Roman versus Cody? It's like 80% Roman versus Cody. Like, there's a small minority of fans who are screaming for Sammy, and Sammy got very hot. But the fact that WWE didn't go with this is because they have something better. It's not like Vince McMahon where he's going to force them and it's my way or the highway. Triple H is like a loving father where he's like, listen, kid, I know you want to have ice cream for dinner tonight, but I got meatloaf and you're really going to like it, okay? So he knows what you're going to like. And the meatloaf is Cody Rhodes. Ice cream is Sami Zayn. You don't have ice cream for dinner every night. Wait a second. <laughs> like... <laughs> Okay, and I, I want to thank you, Alfred, when you write your Forbes piece, uh, Sami Zayn is the Bernie Sanders of WWE. Yes, <laughs> he's a disruptor. It's a think piece. Think about it. It's deep. <laughs> no, you're right. You're absolutely right. I love that. Um, listen, I love what they're doing with Sami and Kevin. This will make you happy. I enjoyed the Sami and Kevin segment from Raw was okay. more than I enjoyed the Cody Rhodes. It was just okay. It they feels very forced. That, no, no, it doesn't. It, it feels like a main event. It feels right now like the de facto main event, the way they're slowly telling this they're going to get together and then jay and sammy are going to have to fight very uh captain america civil war-esque where it's like bucky barnes is captain america's friends but iron man hates bucky barnes but captain america loves him so they have to fight that's the same thing with sammy and jay i don't know man uh we'll see we'll see what happens it's, it, it just feels we're six weeks away i I, I will reserve judgment until they play this out a bit more. Friday is going to be pivotal. Really looking forward to SmackDown. Absolutely. How many times have we said that on the road to WrestleMania? Like, oh, we'll wait. And then it ends up being great. Oh, we'll wait. Sammy has to win the Royal Rumble. That's what everybody was saying. It didn't happen. But what actually happened was better. You don't have to listen to the fans. You have to understand what they want. And WWE's done a good job of that. I don't know. When you guys go at it, I'm looking for whatever dress I'm going to wear for the celebration of Roman Reigns as Thousand Day Champion. 
I think I found the one. So you guys keep going. I don't have to talk. I'll just show you when it happens. And then, of course, I'll throw an I told you so in there. And you can cry. Not on my breadsticks when we're at Olive Garden. But I'll let you cry while I enjoy my meal on you. Uh, keep the receipt for that. Keep the tag on the dress. Perfect. No, we don't do that. You, I'll find something to wear it to no matter what. I remember you can <laughs> only get met. <laughs> you, you can only deduct 50% of the cost of the meal on taxes. <laughs> that, that is true. But uh, that is uh, AEW Rampage is on fire right now. Tony Khan continues to alienate people. And uh, now he's just stuck with the incels. It's Tony Khan and the Seven Virgins, and the numbers are showing. He, just, he alienated all the fun people. He alienated Cody Rhodes out of there. CM Punk is out of there. He alienated Ari Helwani. He alienated God, me. He alienated everybody. And so now it's just him and all his little uh, IWC friends. They have to rebuild this product. They have Ring, to of Honor, Ring of Honor was probably a mistake. Maybe it's so funny because the AEW audience, which they inherited all these people who turn on the product in WWE, what did they do? They turned on ROH too. So it's like, it's a cannibal audience that you have. That's something else that they're going to have to work out. How are we going to get these cannibal incels to like go along with our product the way that people are with WWE, which is much nicer. I think it's great to see these audiences give WWE a chance to tell the story because they trust them. Hmm. What else is in the news? Well, uh, Finn Balor might be coming back as the demon. Are we here for the demon? Of course, it looks like Edge and Finn Balor are on a track to WrestleMania. There are rumors that maybe it's going to be a stipulation match, but there are also rumors that Finn Balor could reprise his demon character as a heel, which kind of sounds interesting to me, Glenn. Yeah, I like the demon. I think the demon was super over. It's weird that he stopped doing it. I mean, Finn Balor's a handsome guy, but the demon was one of those next level things, unlike anything else. Remember the last time we saw the demon, Glenn? Uh, when he got beat by the fiend. Is that it? When he got beat by Roman Reigns because the rope oh, magically right. cut. Why would you bring that back? <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's right. I forget. No, we never got the Bray. Oh, that Bray uh, Finn one was going to be. That was the Bray sister it Abigail. It'll be AJ Styles and Finn. We that was really good. Incredible match. So. Yes. Okay. So that was say I don't even remember Finn the last time as the demon, but uh, yeah, I think it'd be good to bring back. I mean, heel Finn's. I, I know he's done that in a lot of other promotions before, so I get it. But I always thought I mean, the Finn was so good as an NXT champion as a face. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do. First Universal Champion. Think about that alternate timeline. What could have been? Yeah. Had he not gotten his shoulder dislocated. One shoulder injury away from a completely different timeline. Yeah. I'm always excited to see the demon, especially at WrestleMania. I did get to see a demon WrestleMania entrance, which was awesome. But that yes. match, I didn't feel like a lot of people cared. That WrestleMania was just so long. By the time we got to that match, a lot of people were not into it. My issue is that I feel like ever since his return, Edge's feud just go on for too long. He wrestled Randy Orton forever. He wrestled Roman Reigns forever. He wrestled Seth Rollins forever. Now we're doing mm. the exact same thing for Finn Balor. And for somebody that's saying he's retiring in like nine months, it's just like, can we just get all these matches that we want to see him in out of the way instead of just keeping him in this very long winded feuds? They got the win with Beth Phoenix over Finn and Rhea in Montreal. And I really did think that could have been the ending of that and we could have built a different field for him. But we'll see where it goes. But it's just like, it all ends the same. They did the same thing we said. It's going to end a hell in a cell because they've been fighting for six months now. They're doing the exact same story with Finn. They did it with uh, Randy, except that it didn't end a hell in a cell. It ended with the greatest wrestling match ever. Like, it, it happens <laughs> every field he gets into, and I'm just, you know, I'm, 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 I'm over it. <laughs> wow. Terry Allen Jr., 237, saying Thursdays at 7, Rampage should air and grow. I think, I mean, 
Impact will be beating Rampage if they move it to Thursdays. Power Slap will be beating Rampage. I think Power Slap could pull a better <laughs> number than Rampage. You can do a Power Slap. What's Power Slap down to now? Is it gone less than 100,000? 275. They came close this week. They're at 275 this week. So uh, if they did a bigger number go up to 300, maybe they could beat Rampage. But I don't think the time slot is an issue. I've heard so many creative excuses when AEW does poorly. First, it was the demo. And listen, all very valid excuses to some degree or another. It's the demo. Then it was the homes are down and whatnot. But in this oh, homes are down era, we're seeing raw in the third hour do two million which it never did ever and like if the product is hot people will watch don't ever leave, believe any of these biased journalists which we all are i'm like go on pro wrestling bits i lay out all my bias and what people are telling me is my best bit i lay them all out everybody's biased the ones who say they not think that you're stupid so bias agendas are saying this excuse that excuse the bottom line is if your product is good people will watch regardless of whatever excuse people come up with one of my favorite movies of all time, uh, which you can stream, I think it's on YouTube for free, starring Danny DeVito. It's called The Ratings Game, where he plays a, a teamster who figures out how to manipulate the Nielsen ratings. But in that movie, a TV executive is giving every excuse for low ratings and saying, well, they greatly undercount universities, prisons, convalescent homes, and places where people, multiple people watch our product on one television. And if we counted that, our ratings would be much higher. Sounds like a message <laughs> radio. Yes. Uh, it's, uh, oh man, it's, it's just, it's a crazy time right now. TK needs help. He needs to, like, is Freddie Prince Jr. still doing his wrestling promotion? Is that still happening? I've been hearing about that. I've been hearing that he's going to do, he said he's going to do it. And I'm actually kind of excited in terms of it being an alternate, if it's just like a small scale type thing. The thing is, a lot of people antagonize writers. I don't think that writers, I think WWE has too many of them. But wrestling at its greatest has always had like a Vince Russo type, a Pat Patterson type, like a writer to yeah. curate these storylines. So it's not the writing that's a problem. Like everybody says, oh, bullet point promos, like unscripted promos. There's a small amount of wrestlers in this business who can be trusted with unscripted promos. Most of them need to be scripted. It's just the supervision needs to be better. And right now in WWE, the supervision of the writing with Triple H and a lot of these minds is much better. Do you better think we should script Cody Rose into stop crying about something every week? Because he's getting old and he looks like a wuss. Cody Rhodes has never cried. He's every week. He's going to be like, Cody Rhodes is going to come and whine about something for 20 minutes. It's going to be great. <laughs> I think it's, if he whined about something for 20 minutes, the show would do 5 million viewers. So bring it on. Yeah. If Cody Rhodes got another neck tattoo for 20 minutes, that's doing 5 million viewers. He should get a matching one on the other side. <laughs> he should get like a tribal <laughs> neck tattoo. You know what I mean? Like throw Roman Reigns. In an alternate universe, Sammy went full on when he wanted to be in the borderline. Oh, yeah. just got the sleeve neither uh, one of them are the guy sorry guys wow uh does, does the guy exist isa yes who is he who's, who's the guy he could i said Seth rollins jay uso i think is more important right now than these two i i just i'm sorry i i i like the idea and i was behind cody like because he won the rumble but it's just every week he's just coming out there crying about something it's just like okay get over it and like um I don't know, your balls need to drop. You're about to fight the tribal chief. Did you see what he did to Sami Zayn's wife at Elimination Chamber? And you're out here crying when you haven't even gone face to face in front of him? Cry in front of Roman. Let's see how good that looks on your promo. It's going to be great. 
Can't Listen, wait. Can you tell your boy Roman to get back to work? He hasn't had a match in six months, and WWE is doing their best Didn't business. Didn't he just on wrestle on Saturday? Cody Rhodes is proving they please don't stop, need Just Roman because you took the night off doesn't mean that Roman didn't wrestle. Cody Rhodes is proving they don't need Roman Reigns. He, he wrestled before that at the Royal months, Rumble, and which Cody was Rhodes a month ago. Like, if you, if you, I get that you're biased, but at least get your facts correctly <laughs> because we're talking the last two pay-per-views. He was there defending the title. So please try again. Thank you. No, I'm talking anyway, about let's read this super chat. Kelvin R. Alexander. He needs to be there every single night. He's above that. He's above that. Title to the real He's champion, Cody Rhodes. Tear this to Cody Rhodes. He needs some practice. Isn't he a little rusty right now? Going to tear this podcast apart. I beat Roman. 2-0 against Roman. 3-0 against Roman. Kelvin Alexander, $2, saying TK is booking his shows into irrelevancy. Yeah, TK yeah. is not a very good booker. They need a writing staff. They're trying, they try to be the cool, edgy wrestling company with no writers and look at us. And now that they have to actually work and it's just about matches, nobody cares. Dylan Matthews saying he's going to make I an emotional crime documentary on the amount of Cody crying clips I've sent. It'd be beautiful. It'd, it'd bring me to tears. Sure does. Let's go, Cody. <laughs> God, it's going to be he cool. Needs like therapy. He needs therapy. He doesn't need a title. He needs therapy. Anyway. I think we all need therapy. <laughs> Anyhow. Well, you know who does need therapy is uh, a lot of these uh, non-wrestling employees backstage in WWE, a lot of the front office staff. It said there is low morale among WWE front office staffers who are now walking on eggshells due to the pending sale of WWE, which is said to be uh, in the market for about $9 billion. That's what they're saying Vince McMahon wants. Wow. That sounds like some Saudi money, if you ask me. It does sound like Endeavor could get involved, but a lot of people, front office staffers, not the wrestlers. Wrestling uh, morale is high with the wrestlers, but it looks like with a lot of these front office people, uh, it's back to people being very scared for their jobs, and, and as they should be. Whenever something merges, as you've seen with WBD, they slash things, they cut things, people's jobs go away, people merge departments and divisions. So it's a very uncertain time, and it does feel like at any second, WWE could be sold. I mean, I, I always, I never want anybody to lose their job, right? But isn't that everybody's situation in any corporate office since the pandemic? Yeah. Join the club, <laughs> buddy. Good luck. I lost my job already, so... <laughs> It happens. Like, I feel like every corporate is in that position. Like, what job is really certain unless you own the place? And not even then. They made Vince McMahon freaking step down for a little bit there. Well, his job is guaranteed. I mean, so just, yeah. like, do your job, update your resume, and be ready for the call. That's the best I can tell oh. you coming from corporate New York City. Could you imagine if Vince had gotten a job somewhere else? Like, where? I don't AEW. know. <laughs> I think that's what they need. I think this needs to go to AEW. And just show up and sit down in gorilla position to see if someone <laughs> asks them to leave. <laughs> Could be good. Um, I think they'll announce the sale right after WrestleMania. Oh, that's a good call. I could see that. That'd be good timing. And George Bartley saying April 1st or 2nd. You can't announce anything on April 1st. Yeah, you can. That would I mean, be amazing, actually. Actually, you know, you're right about that because, you know, there already was a hoax because look at this wrestling media that we love so much. There already was a hoax of a sale report one time. So if they do this on April Fool's, it's like, no, screw you guys. I'm not believing this. Yeah. Well, tonight, NXT 2.0 opened with Dragunov versus Trick Williams. Banger. Really good match. Very good match. Trick Williams. Yeah, the best match on the show. And nothing else lived up to it, sadly. It was so good. AEW okay. style. Rampage style. This matches. Opening with the main event. Uh, Dragonoff 
Dragunov uh, won. Looked good in this match. Yeah, good. I thought Dragunov was great, but I did think Trick Williams was also very, very good here. I, I thought it was my favorite match of the night, and it probably was better than the main event. I did. I, I liked it, and I liked how Trick Williams looked here tonight. Me too, and he's improving, and he's going to keep improving. I love that he's working with Dragunov, because Dragunov is basically a body. I don't give a shit about Dragunov. He doesn't say anything or do anything that makes me feel anything, but he can wrestle. And yes. that means something to Trick Williams, who's going to be a star and who's going to be three-dimensional. And that's where he needs to improve his wrestling. And Dragunov is going to be a good little hand to help him out. And Dragunov yeah. and McDonough. McDonough came out after they had a stare down. That's going to That'll be a real good match. I don't care. Can they just be the same person? <laughs> Can they merge? After, I, think, after... I think they should actually be a tag team. I think they'd be a pretty fire tag team. I mean... <laughs> I mean, could anything top the personality of our current tag team champions for just pure watchability and entertainment value? They got to get those belts on Pretty Deadly. I will say, I might be a little uh, early in this, but Pretty Deadly, is, they still had a pretty good fit, but their assistants, I think, no. slayed more than Pretty Deadly. Their assistants no. had a really good fit. Uh, um, so two ongoing storylines tonight with Brooks and Dunn and Fallon and Kiana and uh, the apology over the Trees Company-esque misunderstanding last week. Uh, and then Mako Setamora teaching a class with Roxanne Perez. This is, this, I, this I angle you. is, well, but this angle, I don't like what this does for Mako where it's like she's training Roxanne and she's going to have a match with Roxanne, then she's going to lose to Roxanne. She's not going to go out there John Kreese style and be like, you haven't learned enough or fast enough, so now I'm gonna like beat you down. She's gonna go out there and respectfully lose. Like Mako is is I think better than this. And maybe the story is that she doesn't think that Roxanne has it and Roxanne proves it. You know, she was trying to like take her down today with the training and she couldn't, and maybe she was a little bit impressed. I don't know, but I agree with you. I like the vignettes. Uh and I did think they felt realistic, but you're right. Why are we doing all of this if Roxanne is still going to retain against her? What story are we building here? What I liked about this is it. I was assuming Roxanne's going to win, but this kind of created doubt in the back of my mind that they're telling the story that because I don't think Miko's doing this out of the goodness of her heart. I think she's I trying know. to break this woman down so that she shows up to that match beaten up and bruised and she just beats the shit out of her. And this is very Greg Gagne-esque in terms of how he used to train people where he put people on his back. I, I like that element. And also, I was waiting for Miko to say something to Roxanne. I'm like, what the hell is that? Who trained you? What is that? Who the hell trained you? It's just troll Booker T every second. But they kind of did this. <laughs> that would have been epic, actually. <laughs> I mean, they kind of did a slightly more believably competitive version of this, not with the training, but with what they had with Braun and Apollo. With the like, we're hanging out and we respect one another. Yeah, Apollo's got some wisdom. Like, that was a little more believable, but I don't think anyone thinks Mako's winning the championship, which is a shame because she what was NXT UK opportunity champion. To have freaking, now I can't stop thinking about what Alfred said. Imagine, like, she says, Who trained you? And then Booker T gets in there, and then Booker T tries to, like, teach Mako how to teach something like that. That would have been <laughs> segment of the year right there, man. <laughs> Could you? Oh my God. We need, after the match, maybe, maybe this is what's going to happen. Maybe Mako's going to snap after the match and he'll turn and, like, makes Booker tap out in the middle of the ring. Oh, yes. Please. I'm here for it. What if Booker has to say, I quit or throw the towel for Roxanne? Yes, that would be amazing. Thomas White saying, does Whoa! that make Booker Mr. Miyagi? Yes, and Mako's Terry Silver. 
Hey, Isa, I like that idea. Here's the thing. I love Miko. So another one of my bias, I'm pro Miko. I just thought this was going to be a regular match and we're going to tell a story. Now that they're telling the story, I want to see Miko beat Roxanne Perez. And I think it could happen. I think the story of her beating her down and then even Booker T throwing in the towel, I think would be a great story to tell for her to yeah. regain the title. I, now that you said that, I'm here for it. It would be a good swerve because, I mean, I'm expecting this is a complete paint by numbers. They're going to have a really good match. But at the end, it's going to be about respect and about camaraderie. Yeah. And she's passing the torch. But no, if this ends up with Mako just like weakened her through this training, she, she can destroy her and become champion. That would be incredible. And that it lines be... up with, yeah, it lines up with Booker T throwing in the towel because she's not quitting. She's the last woman to quit that training. She's so tough that she doesn't. Mm. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Tell her, you know, she is going to keep going and it's going to take somebody to throw in the towel for her. That actually makes perfect sense. Okay. We'll see. Now I'm more interested. Now, like, if there's, if there's wrinkles to this, this could be good. Uh, we heard from Tyler Bate. He was interrupted by schism. Yeah. Wasn't in any of this until Chase U showed up. I know. And then Chase U showed up. That's what we really cared about. Poor Thea Hale. And then they went to commercial as soon as the Chase U showed up. Yeah. When everybody went crazy and it's just like, okay, this is what we're waiting for. Poop, cut the commercial. <laughs> like, Thea Hale, I don't like seeing Thea Hale scared and upset. She's too good She's at playing that. She's withdrawing. <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah. See, the way she plays it is just like, this is too... This is this feels too real. She is a very good I actress. I liked it. I liked it because it added to to whatever Ava Rain did to her. He really yes. freaked her out. And with Ava being out there, I I, I like the back and forth because you always see her so hyped, so like she's on something. We make fun of her all the time, but it really makes you wonder what did Ava really did to this girl that she she can't even look at her. 
Well, I'm telling you, this is going to be about her getting her strength back in WrestleMania weekend. I think if if they if they have the the guts to do this one on one and not chase you versus Schism, if this is Thea I versus Ava, I thought uh, I know she was in, in regular clothes, but I think Ava looks better and better every week, mm-hmm. more comfortable every week. So I'm hoping she's feeling the same way in the ring because as far as her character and her role in this faction, she's killing it right now. Yeah, and she yeah. just like both of them. I think are just like this. This is um, one of the best storylines in NXT. Like just the way they're they're building this. It's crazy that Thea Hale, I think, might be the youngest person in all of WWE, and she's yeah. easily one of the best performers in terms of yeah. how, her acting, her believability, how much she commits. Like it, she kind of ruined Wendy Chu because Wendy Chu is kind of like <laughs> infantile and has to act like a child, but Thea Hale actually captures the fear that a child would have for a monster. I think she does a really good job of it. Yeah, and she put she's she's always a topic of conversation when she comes on the screen and when she's there. Like even today, when she wasn't like being all over the place, everybody's like, "Is she okay?" Like I I love what she's doing right now. Yeah, this is a really good storyline. So the diet got the win tonight, but yeah, I think this is all about Thea versus Ava WrestleMania weekend. Yeah, they Hopefully. did interrupt the stomps though. They sacrificed the stomps, which I did not like. I, that's mm. weekly one of my big highlights of NXT is the stomps. Um. So. We had Tony D and Stax backstage talking to Mr. Stone yeah. and Von Wagner setting up a match for later in the evening. Yeah. We had Gulak talking about why he turned on Hank Walker My last turn. week. <laughs> um, JC Jane. Oh, poor Indy Hartwell. Yeah. At least she didn't get pinned. <laughs> yeah, because Gigi Dolan interfered. Caused the DQ. That's what I'm saying. I thought she was just gonna eat a, a big fat L here, so I was kind of happy to see Gigi show up, and it had like a different kind of finish, only because Indy has been kind of like, I don't know why she's not in the main roster with Dexter. They did the whole thing where Dexter came and got her, and then he went to jail over the whole missing, and then they never touched that again. She needs to just be in the main roster. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, she was here to set something else up, and she at least didn't get pinned. I can say. Yeah, good for her. Did Gigi come back too soon? I thought this was going to be yeah. like a multiple week build. They can't do this at Roadblock. They have to save this for Stand and Deliver. Yeah. And that's what I'm worried about right now. I'm worried we're going to have too much going on at Roadblock. Um, Because there's some good long-term storytelling happening right now. Right. Kelvin. $2 super chesting. Thea's been great so far. Thea Hale, I'm telling you. Great. I mean, I add her to the to the list of, of who could be NXT Women's Champion. Uh, in the next 18 months. It's a natural. Yeah, she's great. Imagine if she wins it, like, well, she, like within a year, and then she beats, because <laughs> didn't Roxanne just become the youngest NXT Women's Champ of all time, and now Thea will come and beat that record from her? Like, isn't that crazy? <laughs> that would be a good story. That we, I could see them. Man, I mean, they're all Yeah, that would rocks. be a great feud. Yeah. yeah. Um, but and, Gigi... And, and it goes to show yeah. you NXT is a developmental brand. Sorry to interrupt, Glenn, but, like, the no, fact no. that we're seeing this really, really younger talent, like, today, when the main event happened, I'm looking at Braun Breaker's age, and he's, like, 25, and I'm like, NXT really is developmental, and it's great to see that there's so many young people getting ready. Yeah. Braun Breaker seems like one of those dudes that could buy beer in high school, because he always kind of looked vaguely yeah, yeah, like, yeah. in I his late 20s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, he looks 40 when he's baby. Like... Yeah, he's yeah. right. He looks the same age always. Like we are, you're right. We he's like, he more like a Steiner brother than a Steiner nephew. We had a friend of ours, Wes, in high school. He has always looked like a thirty-something year old man. 
And when they did South Pacific, they did that thing where everybody came to school dressed as their character and he was playing the Admiral in South Pacific. So he has hair powdered. There was a substitute teacher in one class, sees Wes walk in and goes, oh, are you here from the military to talk to our class today? And he went, yes, yes, I am. And he stood up there for an hour. No. And, and talked about the benefits of a career in the military while the, the entire class played along, asked questions, and the teacher absolutely bought it hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> Some people That's just have that look. And Braun Breaker, I think, was one of those guys. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so we had um, uh, Anofe and Blade waiting in the ring for Gallus tonight. Gal's getting a quick win. This match was sloppy. Yeah, not the greatest. Poor Nofi no. had a slip. And yeah. uh, Pretty Deadly sent out a cake saying happy anniversary because it's two years to the day that Pretty Deadly beat Gallus for the NXT UK Tag oh, Team Championship. That's funny. That's I was funny, here for yeah. it. Me too. Yes, pretty Deadly attack. The cake looks good though. When somebody went through it, they put the boys through the cake and I was like, man, that cake looks good. The crowd oh, was pissed week. because they wanted it. They were like, we want cake. And when they ruined it, they were, they weren't like, it wasn't like heat. They were like, oh, I wanted that. Yeah, he looked good. Could you cake. imagine if what you handed a handed gesture from Pretty Dead? You don't hand a wrestling crowd cake. Yeah. Because they're going to think yeah. I could eat this or I could make a moment when everybody throws their cake at the wrestler in the ring. You're they handled. They, they had the three prophets throw pizza slices at people in Brooklyn for Survivor oh, Series. <laughs> that's right. They did do that. that pizza, pizza Hut, hut in Royal, Brooklyn, right? where there's the best pizza in the world. They had him throwing pizza <laughs> Hut. That like, they should have thrown back. To me. That, that was offensive told you. to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, New, New Day used to get away with throwing pancakes. Yeah. Throwing no, franchise pizza in New York City. Come on. It's such a small arena that that's where you'd have to worry about because NXT and the CWC, they would throw it back and it would be tiny. As in the arena, you can't really do it. Not me. I eat it. That cake was good. Oh, I'd eat that cake too. <laughs> that's what she's. Uh. <laughs> Calvin Alexander, $5. Calvin, it did my heart good to see Gigi get even with JC if only just a little bit. I, they got to just drag this out. This should be one of the biggest matches going to stand and deliver. In fact, there yeah. should be. Three matches on that card. We should have Rocks defending. We should have Thea versus Ava. And we should have Gigi versus JC. I will say, though, they, they're getting the reactions they wanted. JC is getting booed out of these buildings, and Gigi got an excellent reaction. So things are going according to plan here in the break of a toxic attraction. Just don't, like you said, Glenn, don't do it too soon because right now everything is, is working the way you want it to work. And that's hard to do in NXT because we lose interest so fast. <laughs> How is JC getting away with hook line, like, or not hook line, but like all out, uh, just copying Emma's It's All About Me? Thing? And they're using the sound bite. Like, nobody there is like, why does this sound so familiar? She I don't know, but why is HBK? Yeah. Why is HBK letting her be there? But he keeps, um, he has something against Grayson Waller. I think she's done worse than Grayson Waller, but she gets to be on the show and Grayson Waller keeps getting kicked out. I don't know. I can't wait for next week. We'll get into that later. <laughs> well, Tony D, that crowd reaction tonight as he took on Von Wagner, crowd the chanting goat. Tony D, Tony they D. Tony D, the GOAT. They love the GOAT. Who doesn't love Tony D? I mean, we loved him since day one. We've yes. been here since the second we saw that video package. 
But I'm glad everybody else is on board with us. We, we may not agree on pretty much 99% of other things, but Tony D, damn it, we agree on that. He unites us for sure. Yeah. He was great tonight. He That's was, all that's he... left of our friendship. If we start disagreeing on Tony D, we're done. Ah, it's over. <laughs> if you ever hear us argue about Tony D, the thing is, this podcast is over. <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, the biggest star on the show, uh, Tony D, in terms of how he was received when he walked in there. And and they haven't really even been doing that much with him. I feel I know. like he's been walking in place. I felt like he been should have had the NXT North American title, and people keep passing him up for that. But the crowd is still with him. The problem is that Wesley's doing so good right now. Oh, yeah. But they're still managing to do a good job with how they're booking Tony D, in my opinion. But at some point, you do have to put him on some kind of title picture. I'm glad that Dijak threw a curveball here, so we kind of like – it didn't hurt Tony D to stay away from the North American Championship. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. At some point, you have to put him on some kind of title picture, yeah. whether it's well, the main title or the North American Championship. Or maybe well, the tag titles with Stax. I mean, they yeah, also yeah. have a very good relationship right now. Yeah, Stax is getting kind of over yeah. by a uh, relation. Well, at Roadblock, it's going to be D'Angelo versus Dijak in a... Jailhouse street. I don't know how jailhouse street fight the, works. Uh, I'm sorry, Glenn. It, uh, let me correct you. It's a Dominic Mysterio match. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it could be in his cell. <laughs> he needs to be the special guest referee. Yeah, yeah. absolutely should be. I can't believe he, he got, got into Canada. Awesome. Somehow yeah, he got into Canada. <laughs> he probably uh, has a fake ID. He's from the streets. I know. Yeah. Um, Nikita Lyons was there backstage. How happy were you? Very happy. She looked great. She's been posting photos of her recovery from surgery. And I like that they're doing something with her on TV. I mean, even even tonight, she's like, I'm going to be out 11 to 12 months. I mean, they know that she has a fan base and need to, they're keeping that storyline going. So it's great that she's not going to just be off TV and forgotten during this time. And I really hope it's not because WWE likes to over-exaggerate the injuries. So if they're going to be back in nine months, they'll say that. So hopefully it's one of those situations because 11 to 12 months is not Nikita. It's going to hurt. That's well, what the, I was gonna say. It's yeah. like if it's really that long, are we gonna have her backstage in her crutches like every other week cutting the same promo? Like, how are you gonna keep her on TV for this long if the injury is really for that long? It's gonna get stale at some point. Well, and Tiffany Unless Stratton, she goes back to rapping. There you go. We said we weren't gonna talk about that anymore. Maybe my <laughs> turn. Her songs where she sings are, are quite good. I just I thought that was songs. I don't mind her music. No, I like her. It's just that promo was not great. The the freestyle promo was not good. good. That's the issue. Tiffany Stratton was the star here. So I'm sorry. I know you love your name. But Tiffany killed it. I love Tiffany Stratton. Uh, My wife hates her because they share her name. Um, (laughs) And uh, my wife has been fighting the stigma of that name her entire life. But uh, And there was a pop here, but then an upset because I've been saying Tiffany Epiphany to my wife for 20 years now. And some of us got like, God damn, she stole that too. I can't even have that anymore. Uh, but no, Tiffany Stratton was phenomenal. And the way they're setting this up with her possibly being the one that was behind the attack. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I would love to see Tiffany Stratton win that title and then Nikita come back to challenge for that. Yeah. I did yep. like when she said, if I was the one who attacked you, you'd be gone permanently, not just for <laughs> nine months. I was like, oh. I think Tiffany's just a red herring. I think this is a distraction. And it, it kind of seemed like the way this was, it was good to see Nikita, but Nikita was kind of set up to get Tiffany Stratton over. She didn't really do much other than mm. set Tiffany Stratton up. Right. 
Uh, but this was a good segment. And uh, anyway. Tiffany Stratton, I think, is uh, definitely going places. So we had Alba Fire with Isla Dawn versus Ivy Nile with Tatum Paxley tonight. And Alba Fire getting the wing. When, what, is Diamond Mine over? We ask that every week of the podcast. Every week since Diamond Mine has I, I feel like Diamond Mine is like my crypto portfolio. And then I'm <laughs> like, is this still around? Is this still here? Can I cash this out? Yeah. Like, can I, is the brokerage even still in business? I mean, yeah, the Diamond Mine might be bankrupt at this point. <laughs> They're mining right now. They're looking for some more diamonds. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kelvin. I feel bad for Ivy Nile, man. I thought she had it when we first saw it, and they just she just hasn't been creatively booked to her capabilities, no. I guess, because she do she looks different. She has a special factor to her, but they haven't really put her in any significant feud, or she hasn't had a significant win. I'll tell you, superstar athlete like excellent fighter that is a tough gimmick. And for every one that does have a good career with that gimmick, I feel like there's five also rands that just never got over, you know? They were doing a good uh, job yeah. with her for a while by just having her unbeaten. And she's very convincing. She's got a great mean face. And if they just yeah. kept her winning and put her back on a win streak, I think she'll be fine. Um, yeah. Kelvin saying Tiffany Stratton looks so confident in that promo exchange. Very. I mean, that That's the problem. That's what it comes down to. And I think... Roxanne Perez, if she lacks anything, she's very good in the ring, but she doesn't have that gravitas about her yet. Right. You know, where she's really masked. I mean, but Tiffany Stratton, like, it's weird because I know we talk about this with male and female wrestlers. It's like there are some that just you look at and you're just like, yeah, I see it. Mm -hmm. It's not even the airport test. It's just like uh, almost more like the movie star test. And I think yeah. Roxanne Perez is Tiffany growing into that. that. Roxanne isn't quite there yet. But I think she will be. Because they still keep making her, like, the title fell on her lap, and she just can't believe that she's yeah. champ. She's not owning it. And I know I made fun of it earlier, but that's how I feel about Cody, too, where he's just like, no, own it. You won the Rumble. You're going to make it in WrestleMania. Stop crying or stop doubting yourself and freaking go out there and, and be confident. And I don't I don't see that from her. Like, you need to see that er moment that makes you believe, oh, yeah, you're, you're it, you know? She doesn't and have that for me yet. G.R.J. saying Roxanne's growing to that comfortably fast. I mean, but I think even when they have like Mako mentoring her, when they have uh, Booker talking about her training and whatnot, um, yeah, it makes her seem like a prodigy. You know, Cora Jade had this problem before she turned heel. Cora Jade mm -hmm. did not have stature in her screen presence. And then turning heel really helped that. I don't think, you know, they haven't done that much with their sense. Yeah, and you're going to have two people that are going to look at what she did tonight, Roxanne, and be like, oh, my gosh, she made it through that crazy training. Michael will be impressed. But other people are going to be like, she was doubting herself the whole time. You really didn't know she was going to make it through it. So it's just like it depends on how you're looking at it. It's coming out. But it's it's just not coming out as if you told me, if I'm watching the show and nobody's holding the belts and you have to have me guess who the champion is, I would have never guessed that she's the champion, right? If you are somebody that are not familiar with NXT and I'm going to have you watch the show without the champions holding their belts and have you pick based on what you saw tonight, I would love to do that test. See who people think is the people running that show. I don't think people will pick Roxanne right oh. now and she needs to have that extra confidence. It's interesting. Alfred, this actually plays into your theory in love of Cody in a weird way because you could say that with Sami Zayn with this current looking gimmick, you know, it is the Karate Kid story where the audience identifies with the underdog and the character who gets that opportunity. Mm -hmm. But again, when you're talking about the world of professional sports entertainment, if you tell that story well, people will believe. 
but I think we're the Roxanne because of the Mandy situation and how accelerated it was. I don't think they got a chance to tell, tell that story as well as That's they could have. Like a, yeah. I think that, so now they're, they're kind of fastly arranging the pieces to tell that story, even though she's already champion. Yeah, she jumped the gun a little bit in terms of winning that title and getting there. So I feel like that's the void that we're feeling. Similar to how I think Toxic Attraction broke up a little abruptly and kind of raced to that storyline. Yeah. But I do think that the Miko Sakamura storyline, if they do it correctly, that will get sympathy on Roxanne. She might even have to lose that, but it will get sympathy on her if she keeps working in this dingy gym and the story is that she's being beaten down, then you're really going to feel like she earned it. But Issa's right. People are going to see it differently. But if done correctly, I think people are going to sympathize with Roxanne. I mean, it might be amazing if, if Miko were to win it, relinquish it, and then you have a build of Roxanne versus Tiffany Stratton. Why would she relinquish it? She I don't know. Just because she was doing it to teach her a lesson. She was doing it to teach her, you know, no, she's gotta get, that humility. You got to get that heat back by beating the final. Yeah, she's the final boss. It's her gimmick. It's like, I, know, I know, I know. That title. I know. Um, I, I just don't, th I don't think given Miko's history and pedigree, it's like, it is straining. If we're just even talking about professional wrestling, like Miko should be able to beat any woman on that roster. hundred percent. That's, I mean, that's, that's the that's worth with that training. Right. Like all those women, right. Agreed. none of those women can handle the training except for Roxanne. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, but I want to get more invested. I want to, I want to believe. I think Roxanne is a very good wrestler. I think she's charismatic, but I just don't think she, Again, yeah. they had to accelerate this very fast. Um, but Alba Fire getting that win tonight is good. Alba Fire and Isla Dawn as a tag team, I could see them winning those titles if uh, Kiana and Fallon can't keep it together. I hope they do. They've yep. got both tag team champions are wrong. I feel like, you know, Brock Lesnar, obviously, <laughs> one of the greatest. He's a great world champion. I feel like the NXT champion, Babyface Wesley, is great. But the women's and men's tag team champions is off. I know they're trying to tell this story with Kiana and Fallon Henley, but I don't think they should be the tag team champions because that those titles are secondary to this. And um, yeah. with the men's tag team titles, I feel the same way about Gallus. Yeah. yeah. Tough. Um, well, we did see Kiana and Fallon. And Fallon doesn't understand, or Kiana doesn't understand why Fallon just doesn't trust her. But they shook hands. I don't trust Kiana. Yeah. Something's up. I don't trust I that. Trust no they brought up the fact that she took too long. <laughs> they brought up the fact that she took too long, which I like, that she took three weeks to tell her that it was her brother. And the fact that they're including that in the storyline and it's a focal point. It's none of her business. It. It's none of her business who she's talking to. I, I agree. Don't tell her anything. But I think she's lying. Uh, they're gonna lose those titles. Is she's gonna make out with Zach? <laughs> I'm gonna drop those titles. What a myth. Um. So, and I love that they mentioned this tonight in the main event that Jinder Mahal lost to Seth Rollins in the build towards the original NXT Championship. Yeah, he did. And um, he was back tonight to face Braun Breaker. For that so many video packages like this wasn't one of the most predictable matches we've seen. <laughs> I was looking for a place with odds. I was like, I bet you I could get a million to one odds on gender for this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Calvin, uh, I don't know what you mean, Calvin. Isla Dawn was very distracting tonight. Yes, she was. She looks beautiful. She always does, though. I, I think Isla has a phenomenal look. Yeah, uh, agreed. She's very unique. Like she catches your attention every single time she comes out there. I love that about her. Kind of like a witchier version of a uh, Poison Ivy from Batman. 
Yeah, that is yeah. a good comparison. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's great though. Um, yeah, Isla and Alba, God, that could be really, really good. But no, I think uh, this was a very predictable main event, and I guess Wait, before this... the main event, we didn't talk about the whole Ruka video package. Oh, that's what right, a talented that awesome. woman. <laughs> Yeah, I love that. And I was watching her TikToks too in terms of all these tricks that she does. She's that's a shoot in terms of her doing these tricks. I don't yeah. know if all that story was correct in terms of her saying uh, I practice for hours or whatnot, but if you go on her TikTok, she does a lot of these crazy things. It's really cool. To watch. I love that you say that because I'm watching and I'm behind her. I really like her. I thought that video package made her more likable, but she's like, I'll go for it for three hours until I get it. I was like, I don't know what you do all day, girl, but nobody <laughs> has time to be practicing. I don't have time to be practicing a trick for three hours. Like, like good for you. <laughs> You've got your hands on that sandpaper on the skateboard for three hours. Her hands must be calloused out. <laughs> Um, man, that, you know, that's the issue. Cause I'm thinking about this right now. Of why, when I see, I, I think Saul is one, like there's so many picks that people have for NXT women's champion. That's actually being the NXT women's champion right now has got to be an, an enviable position given how much enthusiasm there is around so many different women on the roster. Yeah. In fact, more than the men. Cause I'm thinking on the men's side, like I like Tony D'Angelo a lot. I'm kind of, I guess I'd be okay if I like Carmelo Hayes. I like Grayson. Carmelo's Waller. good. I think there's yeah. a couple. There's a you want Grayson guys, to be yeah. NXT champion? Over Braun Breaker? Yes. Yeah. No, yeah I'm with you on that. <laughs> Wes Lee, if he ever drops that North American title, I think should have a chase. At the very least, a chase for the world title. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. So after this match tonight, we had Grayson Waller take over the show. Yeah. I think he's going to beat up Shawn Michaels here. Yes. I liked, I liked with the WWE Network thing and... Like at first, I was like, "What in the f's going on here?" Uh, when he took that over, but that was clever. That was you a, notice that was a good how moment. they didn't start Braun Breaker and Jinder until like ten fifty three. Yeah, you already knew the match was gonna be like, "Oh my god!" It was on the schedule. It was on the schedule too. Is going yeah. over. Uh, it was not a good. Well, it, it, it was a match. It was a match that was there. I will never go back and rewatch it, nor would I ever talk about it after we finish this podcast. Honestly, <laughs> that's what I think too. I thought it was actually going to be a bad match, and I wouldn't even say it was a bad match. I thought it wasn't it was bad. Solid, like no, it was just there. Happen. It just you know. I mean, happen. I was rooting for gender, but that could have been fun. And, and they're still trying to tell the story about people turning on Braun Breaker, and so now they're trying to get that chant going. Braun Breaker sucks, and like a couple people did this. I don't know what WWE thinks they're like. I I don't if they have Stockholm syndrome and they're just so used to people turning on their baby faces that now they want to recreate it. But they're trying. Yeah, then Braun Breaker wins and we see Carmelo Hayes pointing. But that was are they going to make it a triple threat? I hope not. What happens, Alfred, when Braun gets that call up and your two favorites, Braun and Cody, have to battle for the WWE Undisputed Championship? It'll be it'll be an embarrassment of riches. It'll be great. Bring it on. Uh, I will be siding with Cody, but Braun Breaker is the future. So maybe in five years, I'll support Braun. Kelvin uh, Alexander saying, Sol Ruka is a special talent. She's the one She's the one to lead the division in the future, in my opinion. Wow. It's crazy because Bianca Belair is very much in her prime. She's very young. She's the now and the future. But they've got the future to the future there because she she just reminds me of the likability, that, that jump off the page athleticism. It's like, but she's a different character. She's like the surfer vibe too. There's a lot yeah. that they can do to market themselves with the Soluka. And I'm just going to say this is a blanket statement. This is why we need to stop these super long title reigns mm-hmm. in the NXT women's division. I agree. I, I, I'm now obsessed with the idea of Miko Satamora winning that title. 
I'm <laughs> totally here for that. It would be amazing. Um, this was an okay show tonight. When is Roadblock coming up? Two weeks? About two weeks? Or yeah, next something like that. I can't wait yeah. for the Grace of Waller effect, which on Michael's in it. He's... Yeah. yeah. Not, do do we see a super kick? Anyways, I was going to... Never mind. <laughs> no, no, come on. No. I'll tell you off air. <laughs> what if Von Wagner defeats Braun Breaker for the NXT Championship? That would be very sad. They got to get a new gimmick for that guy. They got to shave his head. He could be a beatboxer. How about that? <laughs> what a bad beatboxer. One who like spits all over the mic. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, okay, everybody. Follow Alfred. At, this is nasty. Follow Issa at NYC Demon Diva. That's Diva with a one. I'm at Glenn Rubenstein. If you like this podcast, like, share, subscribe, click that bell notification. Leave us a comment. Leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, stay tuned to Issa and my feeds. Maybe something new is launching this week that we're doing. Hey, maybe, maybe we'll see. Uh, and, uh, we'll catch you back here next time on the wrestling Inc podcast, AEW tomorrow. And don't forget to stay. Don't forget to watch power slap after, uh, <laughs> big announcement, big announcement. Oh, big announcement tomorrow. Yeah. Yes. We'll, we'll be back here on Friday. Take care. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.